90 million. That is the number of people that listen to or watch podcasts at least once a month. That's a lot. (laughs) You obviously like listening to podcasts too, since, hey, you're here. But have you ever thought about starting one yourself? Not only can podcasts provide you with a creative outlet, but they are also a great way to grow your brand or business. Today, I want to provide you with a step-by-step guide on starting a successful podcast. This episode is going to be jam-packed with helpful tips, so honestly, I would grab a notebook because this is going to be a good one. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Creator Club Podcast, produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club Podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop-style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. Before we dive in to this week's episode, you know I've got to give a massive shout out to the reviewer of the week. This week's review comes from at Be Happy Designs on Instagram, and they write, love the actionable tasks. I am so happy that I found the Creator Club podcast. I absolutely love the actionable tasks each episode. I have been binge listening since finding this podcast, and I can't wait to use these tips on my social media as I approach my busy season in business. Thank you so much for that kind review. We always really, really appreciate it when you leave us reviews. So head on over to Apple Podcast, give us a rating, leave a review, let us know what you think of the show. And if you are not an Apple Podcast user, it is just as helpful if you go ahead and share this episode from Spotify or wherever you listen to your Instagram story. Maybe take a screenshot of whatever your favorite player is with the Creator Club art up and share to your story tagging us at Creatorly Media. It really, really helps us continue to grow our audience and get to spend even more time sharing these episodes with you. So thank you so much if you've already left a review and if you haven't yet, we'd really appreciate it. Okay, I'm not going to ramble along for long here in the intro because this is a big episode. So let's just get into it. In today's episode, we are talking through the ultimate guide to getting a successful podcast up and running from the very beginnings of figuring out your idea to actually publishing. And if you listen to this show often, you know I love numbered lists. So we're going to be going through step one, building our foundation, step two, recording our podcast, and step three, editing your podcast, and step four, launching your podcast. So those are the headings for your notes, my friends. Let's just dive right in. So step one, building the foundation. Before diving into outlining, recording, and editing your first episode, you really need to start by laying down the foundation for a successful podcast brand. And here are kind of my first few tips that I want you to work through to get started. 
First, you need to select a topic for your podcast. The first true step in this process is knowing what you even want to talk about. If you decided to tune into this episode, you probably maybe have something in mind that you would like to speak about on your podcast. If you have a few ideas, I recommend taking a moment now to write these all down and figure out which of these ideas will bring you the most fulfillment, but also will have a potential audience that you can reach. When it comes to creating content online, it is always a balance between creating what you love to create, but also creating something that people will want to consume. So that actually brings us nicely to the next step in this process of building our foundation, and that is market research. The easiest way to do your market research is by going to platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and searching for keywords surrounding your topic. So in the previous step, maybe you jotted down a few general theme ideas. So for example, we'll use the Creator Club podcast that you're listening to right now as an example for this, because this is the exact process I use when launching this show. So I would go into Spotify or Apple Podcasts and maybe I would search something like social media marketing and see what results I find. Now, don't worry when you do this and you search whatever keyword is relevant to your show if you see a lot of existing similar shows. I know that can be intimidating. You know, when I search social media marketing, obviously I'm seeing stuff like the Gold Digger podcast and like Marie Forleo and all these people that are really, really successful. And that can be super intimidating when you're just getting started. But try not to let it intimidate you, but rather allow it to validate you. It's actually a good thing if you see a lot of other shows in your chosen subject area. This means that there is an existing audience that's interested in your topic. Because if you can see whoever's number one already in your theme or subject area, see how many reviews they have. That'll be just a small, small indication of how many listeners they might have. And that right there is your potential target audience. Because here's the thing, people listen to more than one podcast. I'm sure some of you listening to my show probably also listen to the Gold Digger podcast or many others, right? So It's not like those followers or subscribers to another show won't also listen to yours. It's actually a really good indication that there's other shows in your niche because it means there's a lot of excited podcast listeners who could also subscribe to your show. So I would recommend kind of taking note of what sort of shows appear in your search results. And once you have a list of these existing shows, I recommend doing some research on them and finding out how you can actually differentiate yourself in that niche. So maybe write down a list of the top five podcasts that come up when you search the main keywords that would be associated with what you're talking about. So for me, if that's social media marketing, you know, I'd write down the top five results. And then I would maybe listen to a couple episodes from each to try to determine what is their value add, what's their personality like, and how can I be different? One tip in finding out how to make your show stand out is reading their reviews. What is it that people love about these other shows? And even better, what improvements are people asking for in the reviews? Now, a lot of time people are going to be purely positive in reviews, but the one time that you do come across something like somebody saying, oh, the audio quality could be better, or I'd like it if you got to the point faster or whatever it might be. I know those things can sound harsh, but they can be super, super helpful for you as a creator to figure out how you might be able to provide similar information, but do it in a way that people are going to really appreciate. So you can use 
observations of other people's shows and their feedback to determine how you can best present yourself on your podcast. So you can use this information to make sure your show includes the most value and what your ideal audience is actually looking for. But if you do your research and you aren't finding others doing shows in the same topic, like for instance, if you're searching something super specific, this could either mean one of two things. One, you may have found a gap in the market, which means you should start as soon as possible because nobody else has started talking in this area yet and it might be about to blow up and you really need to get yourself out there. Or it could mean number two, which is there might not actually be a massive audience for the type of content that you want to be creating. That being said, especially when you are first getting started, you never really know what audience there may or may not be for you in the podcasting world. Like I said at the top of the show, there are 90 million people listening at least once a month and it just keeps growing. So there's always a chance that the audience you want to target just hasn't found the world of podcasts yet. So I would recommend not counting yourself out too early on, but just use this market research to kind of determine what you're going to need to do in order to reach your audience. So for example, if you do your search and you realize, oh, wow, there's lots of other people talking about social media marketing, there must be an audience for that. That's great. You figure out how you differentiate yourself. You make sure that you use a lot of good search keywords so that your people can find you. And that will be a really good way to kind of find that audience just within the podcasting apps. But if you find, okay, there's not a lot of people talking about my current subject area, then you might just need to really promote your show on other venues where your audience does exist. So start researching other social media platforms, see if there's any popular blogs or YouTube channels or whatever, and figure out where your audience is spending time. Maybe it's in Facebook groups or Discord channels or whatever, where you can kind of promote your show to bring that audience over to podcasts. So the point of market research is, again, not to get discouraged, not to get intimidated, but instead just to get a sense of where your audience is, who your audience might be, and what kind of content they're looking for so that you can create a podcast that not only is exciting for you to make, but is also going to be effective at providing value to your intended audience. The next major component in building the foundation for a successful podcast is choosing the right format for you. There are really two major formats to choose from in the world of podcasting, interview or solo show. Now, obviously, there's a lot of gray area in between there, especially if you listen to really highly produced podcasts by big podcast networks like Wondery or even like NPR podcasts. A lot of times they are blending narration and journalism with interviews, and it's, you know, a whole show that's like very, very well done. A lot of people are not going to have the ability to do that when you're starting out on your own, which is why I've kind of simplified it down to interview or solo show. Obviously, if you have big ambitions to kind of blend those two formats, totally go for it. In fact, I'd love to listen to your show because I've never really heard that from a, you know, independent startup podcaster. So anyway, more power to you to be creative with this. But let's just kind of break down the two general options most people are choosing from interview and solo show. So interview shows can be really great. 
But I do want to warn you, if you're leaning towards this, that a lot of folks when they're starting with podcasting default to this format. So there are a lot of people doing it. Honestly, there are a lot, a lot of mediocre interview podcasts out there. So if you do decide to do an interview style podcast, your number one goal would be to find out how you can provide value to your ideal audience and how to stand out among the other interview formatted shows. Really think about this from the audience perspective. I know everybody just thinks, oh, I'm going to get cool guests on my show and I'm going to get them to tell me their story and it'll be so intriguing. But here's the thing. A lot of people are not going to tune in to an interview show just to hear somebody's story. Like, why should they care? Think about how you can frame the interview in a way of like, how does it benefit the audience? Not to just mention Gold Digger a million times in this episode, but I think that Jenna does a really good job of marketing her interview episodes by making it very clear what the value add is for the listener right in the title. And her interviews are framed around learning something or providing some kind of training to the listener as well. It's not just a like, tell us how you got where you got to be in your career, you know? So really think about that when you're planning out what your interview show would consist of and what the takeaway is going to be. Now, with a solo show, it's important to know how much pre-production work actually takes place to create an episode like this, for instance. For example, the script. The scripts actually need to be quite long to develop even a 15 to 20 minute podcast episode. That's something that surprised me a lot when I first started Creator Club is just how much I would need to write in order to make an episode that's long enough that you know it's worth listening to. If you wanted to record for 20 minutes per episode, you're looking at around 3,000 words minimum. However, unlike the interview format, you don't have to reach out to folks for interviewing or plan or prep for the interview. You don't have to try to schedule stuff. So, you know, there is some pre-production work that goes into the interview side. It's just a different type of work. So regardless of the format you choose, it's going to be a lot of work. Obviously, we know that when you're starting out with any kind of new creative project, you understand that there is going to be a lot of work involved, but it just kind of depends on what kind of work you think you would be good at. And I think it also is sort of a personality thing. Not everybody is going to be comfortable or excited about being an interviewer. It's very important that you don't just plan out your questions and ask them and then don't give any response. You got to be kind of a conversationalist, think on your feet, ask the kind of questions that you think your audience listening would want to ask about. And of course, if you're doing a solo show, then you need to be able to write a lot and not get bored writing your scripts because it takes a really long time. So kind of choose your fighter in that situation. What do you think is going to be most, you know, applicable to your personality, the kind of work that you like to do, and then go for it and stick with it. So the next step after you've chosen your format is coming up with episode ideas. Before we get started with coming up with 10 episode ideas, which is what I would recommend you do when you are planning a launch, take a moment here, if you can, to download my free podcast template. I'm going to link it in the show notes. Um, Obviously, if you are sitting down and like taking notes as we go through this, this is the perfect time to do that. If you're driving out for a walk or whatever, just make a mental note to go check those show notes when you get in and get the free podcast template. Cause what we're going to do now in the next couple minutes is work through what's included in that podcast template so that we can kind of determine our foundations for 
your new show. So this is just going to be a way for you to record it all, but you can also just take notes based on what I'm talking through. So there are four major questions I would ask when brainstorming your episode ideas. Okay, so here's the first one. What will my listeners take away from my show? So really try to think about what is the main thing that after the show ends, what are they going to walk away remembering? And that's really a big goal of, of being a podcaster is, you know, how are people going to take what you talk about and then actually go into their everyday lives with it so they don't just completely forget it the minute that, you know, the outro runs. So are they going to take away some exciting new tips? Are they going to take away an interesting story they want to tell their friends about? What is the takeaway going to be from your show? Next question, what value am I offering? Normally, I like to think about, you know, value online kind of falling into three main categories, inspiration, education, and entertainment. Obviously, these can blend. There can be lots of different variations on each of them, but those are kind of the three main ways that you can provide value to your audience online. So are you going to be educating them? Are you going to be inspiring them? Or are you going to be entertaining them? Might seem obvious, but it's a good thing to think about so that you can really set your intention for your show and make sure that you are crafting each of your episodes, whether they're interviews or solo shows, around working towards that goal. Next question. What questions am I answering? Are there questions that your target audience has about life, business, work, relationships, whatever it might be that you can answer with your show. This is something it's really good to sit with and brainstorm this because this is going to generate probably a lot of episode ideas for you. Like for example, with the case of creator club, a lot of our episodes are crafted around answering a question. So for this episode, the question might be, how do I start a podcast? And that's exactly what we're answering with this episode or, you know, in past episodes, like how do I get a brand deal? That was our our most recent one. Or how do I become an influencer in 2021? Obviously, our titles are not necessarily framed around answering those questions like verbatim, but that is generally what a education or how-to show like ours is doing, is answering questions for the audience. So if you can come up with a whole list of questions that your audience might have, that is going to be a ton of really, really great episode ideas for you. And finally, Probably the most important question that you need to answer when you are coming up with a new podcast, and that is, why should someone listen to my podcast? Really, this wraps up all the previous questions we were just asking into one by kind of succinctly saying, what is the value you're offering? Who are you offering it for? What are they going to take away at the end of the day? Try to think of this as an opportunity to write your elevator pitch for your podcast. So let's say you met somebody new somewhere and you got to talking and you said, yeah, actually I host a podcast and they say, oh really? What's it about? This is when you say your answer to why should somebody listen? Basically, what are you talking about? What value are you offering? If you can put that in a really succinct few sentences, that's going to be really helpful for you promoting the podcast later. And actually I would recommend put a little star next to wherever you write that down because we're going to come back to this when we get to developing your intro and outro because that's exactly what we're going to be saying in the intro to your podcast. But anyway, for now, just think about why should someone listen to your podcast? 
Okay, so once you have answered all of these questions, this will provide you with the main topics to create episodes around. I also recommend taking time to develop more than just the idea, but the actual title as well. So once you have, like for example, a question that someone in your target audience might be asking, think about how you can frame that as a title. So for example, if the question is, how do I get brand deals as a small creator? Maybe the title would be the ultimate guide to brand deals, how to get them, what to charge for them, and how to know if they're legit. That's just an example of our most recent episode that you can go and take a listen to if you haven't heard it yet. But the point is, you know, to come up with some kind of title that is intriguing, promises an answer, but also leaves a little bit of curiosity there as well. Okay, now that we've got some good episode ideas brainstormed, ideally, you know, like 10 or so, because that'll really get you jump started when you launch, ideally with a few more episodes, like maybe you launch with three episodes and then you'd have, you know, another seven or whatever planned so that you have a really good runway to get going. Next, we need to create a podcast name. It's important to find a good balance with your name. You want it to be creative and unique, but it should also be easy to spell and search. The reason why it's important that's easy to spell is because a lot of podcast growth comes from word of mouth. Like a lot of the big podcasts that I have found over the years have come from friends recommending them. And so you want it to be something that is like words that are easy to remember and search. So I'll give you an example. Recently, my friend Sarah recommended checking out the podcast Maintenance Phase. Honestly, I have no idea what maintenance phase, like how those two words mean anything together. Maybe I'm missing something and somebody can explain it to me. If, if you listening know, message me on Instagram, but it doesn't matter. I didn't understand how those two words made, you know, a cohesive statement, but I did remember those two words and I was able to go and search it later. And I'm now a big fan of the show. So just make sure that your title is in some way like concise, easy to find. If it's a totally new made up word that could make it more difficult. You can also add a subtitle for the purpose of SEO, which if you're unfamiliar, SEO is search engine optimization. And it's really just about using keywords and other references to get ranked higher in search. And platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts are search engines. So you wanna be able to you know, use keywords that people searching for new podcasts can find you by. So for example, I knew I wanted to call this show the Creator Club Podcast because to me, it's all about sharing the trade secrets of being a content creator. So we're kind of all here, we're all creators in our own right and I'm just trying to share what I've learned as a creator to the rest of the club. So anyway, I just thought it was a cute name and the alliteration, but I knew that you know, people wouldn't necessarily be searching creator club because that doesn't really mean much to them. So that's why I added the kind of subtitle, which is just, you know, on the same title line, but it's after creator club. I have like one of those vertical bar characters and then it's just social media marketing and content creation. And I've actually heard from people, um, over the years via message or in reviews or whatever, that they found the podcast by searching for content creation. So that's really cool. So people can find your podcast if you add some descriptive keywords in your title along with your name. Okay, so the next step is gonna be creating a visual brand for your podcast. When you're creating a visual brand for your podcast, I suggest following my rough 
three, two, one visual branding rule. Now, obviously, if you are a brand designer or a graphic designer, this will probably sound very basic to you, but let's just run through it really quickly in case you're new to this. So you have a rough guide of where to start when it comes to getting yourself a visual brand. So first up, I'm going to recommend you choose three brand colors. That's the three part of the three, two, one rule here. Ideally, you find one that's light, one that's dark, and one that's neutral. That's just a rough suggestion though. Pick three brand colors that you love and you feel like represent your podcast, but also would be, you know, palatable or attractive to your target audience. Next, you're going to select two fonts. I suggest choosing a display font and a body font. That way you'll have a font for both your title and your subtitle or the byline or whatever. And finally, you're going to come up with one symbol, shape, or visual motif that will be connected with your brand. So for example, with Creator Club and my Creatorly Media brand, the little symbol is of a megaphone because to me that represents the ability of a creator to spread their message online. But maybe your symbol would just be like a circle or a triangle or whatever, and that can just kind of be... Um, a design motif you can use in your graphics and, you know, maybe your podcast artwork. Okay, so now that you have a visual brand in mind, speaking of the podcast artwork, it's time to create the cover art for your show. You can very easily do this in Canva completely for free. You can actually just go on Canva and search like podcast artwork and the correct dimensions will show up. But just in case, you just need to make it 3000 by 3000 pixels and then just use the name colors, fonts, and visuals you've already developed to put together a nice cover image that's going to represent the goal and the audience of your show. Okay, we're coming into the final part of step one here of building the foundation. I know this took the majority of the show, but trust me, this is the most important stuff. And the final step here is developing your intro and outro. Most successful podcasts have an intro and outro. This is not only great for branding, but it also gives new listeners an idea of what this show is all about. Someone might be tuning in for the first time when you're already 65 episodes in, and if you have a really solid intro, they'll know right away what kind of podcast they're listening to. I would recommend listening to various intros and outros from podcast shows you enjoy to figure out what they are doing right and what you might be able to do even better. So maybe take a listen to the Creator Club intro and write down your notes on how I could improve uh, my description of the show and then, you know, let me know and I'll change it. No, I'm just kidding. But actually, when I was writing my intro for the podcast, I listened to tons of different podcast intros to try to figure out, okay, how can I really communicate what the show's about? How can I give a sense of the voice, the vibe, um, all that kind of stuff? And then I wrote it out, recorded it, and then I found some music to pair with it. Okay, now that we've laid our foundation, it's time after all this talking to move on to step two. I know all of that stuff was step one, laying the foundation. We're going to start really running through these next steps here because it gets faster. Step two is recording your podcast. The list of recording options are honestly endless, so I'm just gonna give you a few of my favorites, but if you've already done some research and found an option that might work better for you, that's totally fine. This is really a choose your own adventure type of thing, finding the method that is going to be easiest for you to use and provide the best quality based on your budget and situation. It's a very, very individual thing, but here's just a couple suggestions. Number one is using your phone. 
I know that might surprise you, but you actually can get really good audio quality from just an iPhone or a smartphone. This is a really great option for those of you who maybe aren't quite ready to invest money into equipment right now, especially if you're just getting started. You're not sure if you're going to keep this up for a long time. You can start a podcast totally for free, and we'll talk about that more when we get to the publishing options, but maybe you'd want to just record on your phone. In order to get the best quality possible from your phone, you're going to want to find a small, soft place to record. Think cozy. Maybe your closet would be a good place to try. If it's a small area and due to the clothing hanging around you, it could help prevent an echo. I would also recommend holding your phone away and to the side to avoid that popping sound you might get if the microphone is too close to your mouth. So that's one option is using your phone. Another option is using a microphone and recorder. If you are ready to create a mini podcast studio, the system I would recommend is the Zoom H5 recorder paired with an XLR microphone. And by the way, if you want links to anything that we're talking about in this episode, you can go to creatorlymedia.com, go to our blog. There'll be a blog post for this entire episode with links to everything we talked about. Using a system like the Zoom H5 recorder is super beneficial if you are planning to record with multiple people in person. This is definitely the best choice for someone doing in-person interviews or maybe hosting a show with a bunch of friends. One thing to keep in mind is that this is definitely an investment and not necessarily the best option for online interviews. So try to foresee exactly what your long-term plan is going to be because there were some clients that I helped to purchase this setup uh, right, well, not right before, but you know, in the years leading up to the pandemic. And then all of a sudden they had to do all their interviews online and then this system isn't so great. So anyway, that's just something to keep in mind. Uh, but maybe if you're hosting a show with like a panel of your friends and you're all going to be recording in person, this is a really, really high quality setup and super easy to use. Okay, so that's one option. The third is to record on your computer. Recording your podcast on your computer along with a USB microphone is probably the most common option in the podcasting world. I would personally recommend the Rode NT-USB Mini. That's the microphone that I am recording on right now and I love it. Rode sent it to me a few months back to check out and I've been obsessed because I can just plug it in via USB-C to my MacBook. I don't need any adapters and it's really high quality and it's just a plug and play kind of microphone. All you need to do is plug it into your computer and then start recording on whatever platform fits your needs. So for me, that's QuickTime. That's just Mac's basic media recording software. Software. I just open it up, click file, new audio recording, and then I get right to it. And it also works in Zoom. So when I've done podcast interviews on other people's podcasts, I can plug in this microphone and just make sure that I've selected it inside Zoom and I'm good to go. This is great for doing online interviews and it's more affordable than using something like the Zoom H5 microphone and recorder setup. However, it's not as awesome for in-person interviews because you'd probably have to both share the same microphone, which might lead to one person having slightly worse audio than the other. While we're here on the topic of recording your podcast, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this week's episode, Crisp. Have you ever struggled to get clear audio while you're in an online meeting or maybe even trying to record a podcast? 
If you've been following me for a while, then you'll know that background noise is my constant nemesis. I live near a busy intersection and the amount of times I have to stop recording my podcast while a truck drives past and cut it out later is just through the roof. That's why I was so excited when I heard about Crisp. Crisp is an AI-powered app that removes background noise and echo from your audio and only leaves behind the human voice. Follow the link in the show notes to learn more. It's a lifesaver when you're aiming for professional audio without a professional recording studio. It integrates with all the apps, including Zoom, Google Meet, and even QuickTime Player, which is what I personally use to record my audio for this podcast. Try it out today by using our exclusive link, which you can find in the show notes of this episode. Try Crisp today and never struggle with your background noise again. Moving on to step three, let's talk about editing your podcast. Editing a podcast is probably one of the more time-consuming, intimidating parts for beginners. I'm going to give you two separate recommendations and a couple tips as well. So the first recommendation, if you're up for it, is editing your own podcast. If you're new to editing, this process can be a little bit overwhelming. The first thing that I would recommend that you do is download a free software called Audacity. It's completely free, open source software. It's available on Windows and Mac. I will warn you, it looks a little bit outdated because like I said, it's open source. So like nobody's profiting off of updating the UI of this app, but it's really quite easy to use. And I do actually have some video tutorials on my YouTube channel that walk you through how to use it. So if you are totally on a budget and you're trying to bootstrap it, then I would recommend checking out Audacity. And you know, you can record on your phone, you can airdrop the audio files from your phone to your computer, and then you can edit them in Audacity. And that would be a completely free process for podcasting. Um, Another option though, if this is feeling a little overwhelming for you, is outsourcing your podcast editing. Outsourcing is also a great option for someone who isn't very familiar with editing and would prefer having a professional step in to help with the more technical side of things. So at Creatorly Media, we actually offer our own affordable podcast editing services, which you can see all the details for at creatorlymedia.com services. We'd love to help you out with your show. Step four is launching your podcast. Now that you have your episode recorded and edited, you need to find somewhere to host your podcast and get it submitted to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else you want to have it hosted. I personally use and recommend Squarespace. I personally wanted to have a more in-depth website associated with my podcast, and Squarespace is the website platform I was already using. So it just made it really easy for me to create an RSS feed in Squarespace with a blog. But you, of course, can use other hosting platforms, like if you have a wordpress.org blog or something like Anchor. Anchor is what we've been recommending to a lot of our clients lately because it's very user-friendly and also free. So definitely check that out if you don't already have an existing website. The next step is really understanding how podcast publishing and distribution works. Most of us are familiar with platforms like YouTube, where YouTube is both the host and the distributor. You upload your videos to YouTube and people watch them on YouTube. However, with podcasting, it's kind of different. You host your podcast with some third-party platform, like for instance, your Squarespace website or maybe Anchor, and then Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. distribute them to other listeners through the RSS feed system. 
So that brings us to the final step, which is creating an RSS feed for your podcast. Depending on the host that you use, this system is going to look a little bit different. Anchor creates an RSS feed for you and takes you through the step-by-step of uploading your RSS feed to all the different platforms. Or if you use Squarespace like I do, you simply just create a blog page, change the settings to podcasting, enter your podcast details, upload your artwork, and post your first episode. And then you just copy and paste that RSS feed URL and submit it to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all the other platforms. You can find an article from Squarespace called Setting Up Your Blog to Host a Podcast. Again, this is all linked in that blog post on the Creatorly Media site that can provide you with even more details. If you would like help with this part of the process, because I know we kind of jumped through it really quickly today and it can be a little bit technical and overwhelming, we offer a podcast launch service and we'd be totally happy to help you with this. So it's just really easy. You send us your info. We get your podcast on Apple and Spotify. So go to creatorlymedia.com if you want some more information about that. We'd be totally happy to help. I know this can be a lot of information and this is probably the longest podcast episode I've recorded in a long time because there's a lot of stuff to go through here. But once you build the foundation and launch your first podcast episodes, it gets a lot easier to maintain. You really get into a routine with it. If you want some tips on next steps like marketing your podcast or maybe even eventually working with brands on your podcast, then make sure to stick around because we are all about helping content creators grow their online business, and we might just make an episode about it in the future if you'd like us to. So thanks again so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.